Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Saturday suckage. So, Cub fans, does Saturday suck for you? I'm Steve Rosenblum over there. That is Mark Grody. Mark, how are you? Steve, I am well. Why does Saturday suck for Cubs fans? Do tell. Well, I think because Cub fans yesterday got a part-time player. Uh, Peterson, the part-time player, and the Cardinals are on the verge of getting Arenado, the all-star. Makes a little bit of a difference, don't you think? It does. The Cubs only had basically a morning to celebrate the signing of somebody everybody knows in Jacques <laughs> Peterson, which there, which is not a bad signing by any means. In fact, you could even say that's a good signing. But the Cardinals signing happened to be a superb, fantastic signing. And I hope, I do hope, that for Cubs fans' sakes. I do hope it didn't take the signing of Nolan Arenado for Cubs fans to realize that they're not going to win this division this year, that it was probably even pre-Arenado. Maybe this will 
allow you to come to the correct side of the prediction at this point, but even prior to that, me thinks that with Kyle Hendricks as your only starting pitcher right now, you were dreaming no matter how bad the NL Central is or was. Zach Davies, Zach Davies, Zach Davies. He's going to yeah. pitch on three consecutive days. Alec Mills, he had a no-hitter last year. He certainly did, and his wife celebrated by ordering Pequods. I'll never forget that. Cool. That's just one of the all-time best stories from sure. from, from that. From, Cole Stewart from is year. a cub. Yeah, right. The man with didn't, two didn't first names. Last year. Yeah, Cole uh, Stewart. And who are they? And... Who are they? They're looking at Samarja and Jake Arrieta and Carlos Rodon and Dick Turkey Neck Hall and <laughs> Wilmer Vinegar Bend Mazel. And I think Dennis Charlie Lamp. Root, I think Charlie Root, because they want to rectify that whole Babe Ruth thing. So they're going to bring in Charlie Root for a, an evaluation. Maybe Shelby Miller shall rise again. Shelby Miller in the Chicago Cubs system. So he was good at one point in time. So maybe he'll rise. He was good again. at one point in time. You know what this kind of sounds like? There was a time... In the 90s, when the Blackhawks would get everybody who was washed up, or if they weren't totally washed up, they weren't good enough here. So there was Doug Gilmore, there was Paul Coffey, there, there, there were just a bunch of guys who were who were names, people you had heard of. Like you said, here's people you've heard of, but right. they weren't good at the time. Yeah. Anymore. And, There's right. a whole list right the there, isn't it? Like, like Chicago teams that got players at the end of their roster, or at the end of their careers, past their prime, like Ken Griffey Jr., he made Tom a throw, Seaver. But he, he made, made a throw. throw. He made right, a throw. He did, he did make and a throw. Seaver won a game. He won, a, he won a, a nice round number game as a White Sox. Yes. Yeah. Right. Who else? And Robert Robert Parrish. The, he was Bob Parrish. He was always, yeah, he was he was always that the, the holy grail for Jerry... Kraus. Didn't matter. Pass rusher from the, the pass rusher Jared, from the Vikings for a couple of years. Jared ago. Allen. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. There yeah. you go. Samarja so was one of theirs. Jake Arietta was one of theirs. So do you think that's in any way because I don't know what I'm not sure what the Cubs are are doing exactly. They're trying to they're they're we're gonna scale down and and but yet we're gonna compete for the division. Used to be World Series, but we can't do that. Is the subtext, and and then you're 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 listening to a big market team do that, or maybe the Cubs are small market, and maybe the Cardinals are just this major megalopolis from Missouri that we've missed all this time, and they're spending money. So the Cubs trade away their Cy Young guy, and their pitching staff's a mess, and the Cardinals get get their third baseman who's an all-star and they're acting and they're taking on 150 million dollars in contracts they're acting like the team that that can compete wants to compete knows how to compete for a world series not just a division the next cubs move and i'm talking about real move not not signing shelby miller to a minor league contract not taking a flyer on cole stewart i'm saying their next the next guy that the that we all know with the Cubs, 
that's going to be the tiebreaker. That, to me, is going to dictate what... We'll know for sure which direction the Cubs are going when they sign the next player that everybody knows that is expected to be an everyday or every fifth day player for the Cubs. Because you're right, we we had a pretty damn good idea of what the Cubs were doing when they traded you uh, Darvish and let Kyle Schwarber go, and then to a lesser degree allowed Lester to go sign with Washington. We had a pretty good idea when Philip Irvin was your starting left fielder. Then they sign Jacques Peterson, and you start to wonder, okay. Did you just make him French-Canadian? I did. That was for you. That was for you. Jacques. I know you. <laughs> Je suis Jacques. Yes. You're the only one here who could probably appreciate that. <laughs> With all your Canadianness yes. and hockeyness and Frenchness. Yeah. But yeah, so the next move is going to. Because that was the one that the Peterson signing was. To me, it was. The, my reaction was, oh, okay. It wasn't like, awesome. It wasn't like, oh, that sucks. It was, oh, go on. Tell me more. So now I want to know more. So if if the next move is, like, let's say a solid two or three starter, one that we've heard of, then I might be like, huh, you know? Um, but if if we're talking about a team that is going, like, decides to make a trade, obviously, of a Chris Bryant or whomever to or Ian Happ, like, that might be the, the wild card shocker if the Cubs were to do something with Hap at this point, that, then you'll know for sure. So I think it's the next real move that the Cubs make that should dictate to the fan base and to us, the media, what direction the Cubs are officially deciding on. Okay, let's, short of that, while we wait for that, I think you're right, and, and that will, I, I don't know that opinions will change. I think it will be it will be not much of a surprise for whatever you may have heard of. The fact that you've heard of Jacques, Jacques Peterson yes. does not mean that he's anything more than a part-time player because he can't hit left-handed pitching. So you've got your platoon player. The The way the Cubs are going about this, the way they s- set up, the way they can sell you on how they're being competitive, pay no attention to that pitching staff behind the curtain, is they can look at this. Because you mentioned Ian Happ and a, and a deal. that w- If they deal Ian Happ, they would be trading one of the only two regular players, the, the position players, who played worth a damn last year, who hit worth a damn. Cap, Happ and Hayward were it. And then you look at the heart of the order, and you have Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and Contreras, and they were all, they were all crap compared to what you expected, the way you, what you needed so that what the Cubs can say is, we think if we get more than 60 games this season, that they don't dwell in that. They're going to come back. They're going to bounce back. And then suddenly you're two, three, four, five hitters in whatever order you choose, make it a competitive lineup. So I could see how they sell that, right? Isn't that what you're, you're, you see the Cubs banking on? At some point we're going to get around to the where they make no other moves for position players, for bats, and they say, look, we've got these guys. They've proven hitters, providing they don't trade Bryant or something like that. And then they'll say, we know they can bounce back. Yeah, but they've had the philosophy of the bounce back every year for the last three years in terms of the guys that they have. And it hasn't really happened as a collective or in any real order in terms of the offense being consistent. So I don't know. I just threw Hap out there today 
because he is a controllable guy. So that makes him valuable for your team, but it would also make him very valuable in a trade because everybody wants controllable players these days. Now, I don't know how much value Hap has based on what was a really good year last year, but you know, he's in do-it-again mode in terms of what other scouts are going to be watching for Hap. Do it again now. We know that the raw talent is there. We know you put it together for a year, but you all have to get out there and do it again. So I don't know. I, I guess from an objective standpoint, too, very entertaining to sit back and watch the Cubs because it's the first year since, what, I'd say 2012 that we have an off season where we really have no idea what to expect, like really have no idea. There's always mysteries in every offseason about every team, but this first year I haven't had a pretty good a good handle on what the Cubs are thinking or what they're going to do and what they're going to do next. Peterson, nobody predicted that. Nobody. Huh. Am I right? Digest that for a moment. Yeah, I, I, you're right. That surprised me. What didn't surprise me is the cut rate um, that they they got him for. He. And it would also surprise me, I didn't realize, because they're so different looking, and they certainly have, they, the, the, they certainly have different uh, attachments to their former teams, their former markets, but the, the fact that they're the same guy, Kyle Schwarber and Jock Peterson are the same guy. Kyle Schwarber's career slash line, 230, 336, 480. Jock Peterson, 230, 336, so far, so far, and 470, so 10, 10 points below um, Schwarber. And last year, Schwarber was 188, 308, 393. Peterson was 190, 285, 397. They're known for playoff homers in their former cities. They're beloved for that. And that's... I didn't realize they were that similar. So the Cubs essentially saved $3 million signing the same guy, but he's not as cuddly. He's not as embraceable. He doesn't have the legendary, you know, maybe there are jock bombs in L.A. like there are Schwab bombs here, but I'm not aware of them. I know he's hit postseason home runs, and he's done, done wonderful things for a team that finally won a World Series. But I didn't, that, that surprised me that they were the same player. Didn't that surprise you? Yeah, it did. The difference is, and I don't know if you care or not, but Peterson is a plus defender, whereas Kyle Schwarber was not. So that that does change it a little bit. I'd say Peterson is a more complete base runner. He's a better outfielder. And Schwarber's nickname was not Jacktober, like Jacques Peterson's is. That's, His was Schwarber. Four bombs. Over, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you're uh, offensively, you're, you're right, Steve. I mean, yeah, you you could look at the numbers and you can get into the nitty gritty and you could see that, yeah, they are similar players and the other player is a little cheaper. But if you take defense seriously, and I don't care if you do or, or do not, Peterson's probably the better overall player. So with the win probability added, Schwarber is 0.09. Peterson, the new Cub, is 0.01, Mr. Blutarski. How about that? So, yeah, it's just it's the same guys, do, and their wars projected to be the same. So, anyways, that's 
that's that. I do have some, some actually some good news about Nolan Arenado. But let's see what somebody who has spent a good deal of time in St. Louis watching Los Cardinales and the team, the contender formerly known as the Cub. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk to Chris Ranji about the prospective newest Cardinal and the prospective second place at best Cubs. <laughs> yes. Is that for Ranji <laughs> or for the Cardinals? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I mean, this is a guy who <laughs> tweeted this out, this this whole thing sounds like ass, and of course that's why he's joining us. That's Chris Ranji for you. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Saturday suckage, but you figure that out. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Quit screaming at me, dude. I'm not screaming at you. You you just damn did. We look forward to screaming at our next guest. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. We go to the guest hotline brought to you by Alpamani Nissan. And we welcome in sometimes of St. Louis, sometimes of Chicago, sometimes who knows, a man on the run for the law, successfully avoiding all authorities. And he is Chris Ranji. Chris, how you doing? 
I don't have a home, man. I know. I don't, I don't and know. And I think to go. that's to your advantage. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to be. Yeah, Chris. Chris, <laughs> I just put on a pot of coffee. Can I get you a cup? <laughs> yeah. If, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Come on by. <laughs> we were just going to cold call you and wake you up. Uh, no need. I've been up since 6 a.m. Wow. Why? That's not true. I've definitely we... not been up since 6. Sound what like kind of crazy you. person gets up at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning? I do. I do. I do because I'm that's old. Do Mark does it because he works. That's I crazy. have to. You remember what that's like? I was up at no, 3 in the morning the last three days. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes. I feel like I've I've been out of work for, for nine years, it feels like. And Mark gets up at before 5 because he's got to make sure he talks with less, and then he does that, and there's a nap, and then he does the afternoon show. He goes on the air to save every show, including this one. Well, we are all trying to do more with less, you know? Oh, wow. I'm a fixer, Chris. What? I'm a fixer. That's what I do. You are. Wait, how, yeah, long, do you, how long are you on with, uh, with Grobber? You know, Chris, it's actually about it's about eight minutes, but okay. it typically elicits some little nugget of gold on a daily basis. Okay. Is it because you've produced it or because he's produced it? I think the it's gold. a it's a collection. It's usually me asking less a question or sometimes antagonizing less about things. And so it's um it's a collection. It's a collaboration, Mark. It's, it's a collaboration. A collaboration. <laughs> Right. It always works, uh, and uh, uh-huh. there's something that comes out of it just about every day. Sometimes we leave the show mad at each other. Sometimes we oh. feel like we've produced something excellent. Other days, it was boring. You know, it's something every day, Chris. And he doesn't forget, you know, like factoids, sports stuff, but I feel like he no. probably forgets interactions. Like after it's over, you know, it's just it's he doesn't even know what's happened. Like, the next day, he probably forgot everything you talked about. Or if he was mad at you, I bet he forgot. Right, and if he hadn't, and you're right, Chris, because I'm always a little worried, like, the next day sometimes, and it's like nothing ever happened. So Wes has some special powers. God bless him, because sometimes I do feel bad, but I think he gets it, and he knows it's part of the fun. I think think Les lives in, like, 22-hour increments, and that's it. Like once that once that twenty two hours is up, he's he's reset. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's it's nineteen hours, and then he goes along, and they wind him By up. By the way, and take him out of the closet, and and he does what he does, and he doesn't. And how could anybody be mad at Mark Grody? See, that's I don't that's know, all man. your whole premise. Oh no, no, I sucks. let's not. I I don't want to play innocent. Like I I do some antagonistic things occasionally, so I don't like. Like, on the overall, I suppose I'm a decent guy, but I'm not a great guy. I am not a great guy, and I, I do bad things. I think so I wonderful. appreciate that, Chris. Well, I you've had good, you've had good what would you like in your coffee? Would cream, yeah, sugar, what would you, you like go. in your coffee? That's right. He'd like to wake up. So we're going to pour <laughs> some coffee in your lap, Chris. So Nolan Arenado to the yeah. Cardinals, who were getting $50 million relief. The Cubs have to throw in $3 million to get rid of a Cy Young candidate. Meanwhile, the Cardinals say, yeah, we'll take this guy as long as you throw in $50 million. And that's what happens. So I guess the question would be, is Goldenado better than Brizzo or not? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think at this point in their careers, I bet they're about close. Don't you think? I mean, de- defensively, you know what you're going to get out of Arenado. He's fantastic. So 
that's a little bit of a bump. And so is Rizzo. Yeah, and, and and so was Anthony Rizzo on the other side. But I I don't know. I think it's pretty close between the two of them. The only thing that's that's well, I was gonna say that um, um, uh, now I'm losing track. But uh, Anthony Rizzo is he's getting older. I mean, I guess everybody technically is getting older. But Chris <laughs> Bryant's still at a good age. Um, Rizzo's getting up there, but he's still productive. And for Goldschmidt, he is getting up there in age, but he is still productive. Though the last couple of seasons he's had more difficulty being productive than he had in the past like last year not 2020 but 2019 for Paul Goldschmidt was kind of um it it was it was still a productive year but it was down for him like what he's used to doing was not what he did in 2019 like he just he just wasn't the same guy so um, I think there's a little bit of concern that you might get, you know, start to see some drop off in his performance, but he still should be okay. And Arenado, when this deal really gets going, is going to be on, um, you know, he's going to be 30, and when it's over, he's going to be 35. Like he still should be productive during those years, but I mean, you never really know with a player. It, it could be the age of 33 or 34, things start to tank for him. But I would imagine that both of them would still be pretty good and drive in some runs here at least in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think right now, if you looked at it, not by much, but I I would say right now that Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are better than Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. And I think think, um, Goldschmidt has always been just an inch better than Rizzo. Rizzo probably got more attention because of where he played and with Goldschmidt having been tucked away in Arizona— Right. I think it wasn't until he came to St. Louis that you started to notice it more. But I guess, Chris, it wouldn't be out of question that Brian Rizzo, if healthy, could have a better season. But I think right now the guys on the Cardinals are, are a little bit better and probably have always been a little bit better. Yeah, but I, I just th- I think it's close. You know, I mean, if you compare the tandems on both teams, it's you wouldn't go wrong choosing either tandem. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so I, were I, you surprised that the Cardinals made this kind of move? I mean, the Cubs were celebrating, like Mark said earlier, <clears throat> getting someone they've heard of in Jock Peterson. And <laughs> now the, the Cardinals get somebody everybody has heard of because he's an all-star. So were you surprised the Cardinals would make this kind of move in – what is supposed to be, I don't know, a small market or a market ravaged by biblical losses? Um, yes, and it's because they've been talking about it for like three years. And every off season, we've done this, and every trade line, we've done this. You know, when I was on the old show, it was always uh, Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado. It's going to happen at some point, and it just it never did. So when the rumor came out what about 48 hours ago it, it it was like okay yeah we've we've seen this movie before and we know how it ends up yeah the cardinals have interest they're talking to colorado about this yeah yeah that's going to happen and then it mm-hmm. did so i'm totally surprised it happened um it sounds like the return for him is not going to be uh, you're not going to get any of the 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 top prospects from the cardinals colorado's not so they're not going to give up uh nolan gorman who's one of their big third base prospects. I don't, I don't know what happens with him next. Or at least that's what this is what we know of of the deal so far. It doesn't sound like any of those guys are going. Like Dylan Carlson's not going anywhere. Uh Matt Libertor, their their pitcher, uh 
supposed to be pretty good they got from Tampa. Like all of those guys are are probably staying in house. At least that's what it sounds like. So they were able to make it happen without giving up any huge talent, which is a good thing for them. I'm I'm surprised they were able to do it, but also if you look at the way trades have happened over the last couple of years, teams even if they're acquiring premier players like Arenado, they're still not giving up their top prospects. And you know this in the trade with San Diego. Padres didn't give up any of their top prospects to get Darvish, which it just it seems to be the trend. Like teams are willing to part with these premier players and they are not getting those number one, number two team prospects in return anymore, at least not as frequently as they used to. They're just, just clubs are hanging on to those young players, even if they are acquiring like, an, like a perennial all-star. Um, it just isn't happening anymore. But that said, I still am surprised the Cardinals made this deal because it, it, it's always like they're on the verge of something big, but they never actually do it. I mean, yeah, they got Goldschmidt, and that was the one time it actually worked out for them. But, man, they, they've done this with Giancarlo Stanton. You know, they tried to sign David Price a long time ago. Um, they tried to bring back Jason Hayward. That, that didn't work out. They, they've been on the verge of a lot of stuff, and there's always been a lot of talk of, about the things they might do, and then they rarely seem to materialize. So, yeah, it's a little surprising they made it happen. And the lineup looks looks good now with Edmund and DeYoung and Arenado, Goldschmidt, Carlson, Fowler, Molina, Bader. Chris, tell me about beyond Jack Flaherty, how's that starting rotation looking for the Cardinals? Because that's now what the key is for them because the lineup looks set. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of I don't really know in that. Jack Flaherty, I, I want to say he's going to be pretty good, and I still I still err on that side. I mean, last year wasn't great for him, but, you know, I, I don't know how much you can take away from a two-month season from somebody who had only pitched in one full year prior to that. But I think his talent is good enough for him to be legitimate, top-of-the-line, number-one starter on, on pretty much any team. I think he has that kind of potential. Um, I think he's going to realize that, but there's always, you know, it, you don't know for sure. He's 25. Maybe maybe what we saw from him in 2019 was the best he's ever going to be, and maybe he never gets close to that, but you don't really know. Um, I, I think uh, Kwang Young Kim is probably pretty good. He had a good 2020 for them. He's probably okay. He's going to be 33, I think, here in a few months. Um, so he's still kind of up in the air. Miles Michaelis is coming back from an injury. There's always a question about his effectiveness. Adam Wainwright, I think, is just going to kind of be what he was. You know, Wainwright's, for the last couple of years, he's steady. You know, he, he can win a big game for you. He's probably not going to get blown up a lot. Um, so he'll keep them in games, which is kind of what you want from a, you know, a fourth or a fifth starter. But, but the real question mark for them is Carlos Martinez. I don't think they have any idea what to expect out of him. Like, that guy should be really, really good, but he just hasn't been in the last couple of years. He's had injuries. They moved him to the bullpen. They made him a closer. And then I had been advocating for them to put him back in the rotation because if he's good out of the rotation, he's way more valuable to you. And he's, you know, he has in the past been really good as a starting pitcher in the National League. 
I don't know what they're going to do with him, though. I, I think at this point they kind of have to put him in the rotation, but they don't seem to have any idea how he's going to produce because he's just a he, he's an unbelievable wild card right now. One of the things about Arenado, the question that comes with him, the way everybody who leaves Coors Field is, what's your, what, do, what do you do away from Coors Field? So uh, against the Cubs, his numbers are 299, 353, 581 for a 934 OPS, 12 homers, 44 games. However, in Wrigley, he's a lot worse. 247, 287, 495, an OPS of 782, five homers in 23 games. That is at least some, that that makes you feel a little better if you're a Cubs fan because he's a guy who's, who's showing that specific split is pretty drastic. And you have to ask that of, of everybody. So basically, what is it going to look like when he plays half his games in St. Louis and if, in, and in those summers? It's a good question. The ballpark in St. Louis plays average. It's not, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't play big, doesn't play small, so it's, it's pretty fair for, for both pitchers and, and, uh, and offense. And, and that's, the, that's the criticism that you're always going to get when you leave Colorado is, yeah, you put up all those numbers, but what happens when you go somewhere else? Well, I'm not saying he's Larry Walker, but... Larry Walker had about a 200-point difference in his OPS from home and road in his career. He came to St. Louis. He ended up being pretty good. Matt Holliday had a little bit like that when it came to splits. He was still pretty good in St. Louis. So it, it could be a factor for him. It could you know, kind of limit his production. He may, he may not put up the numbers he used to do in Colorado, but I'd imagine he's still going to be, you know, okay. I mean, you, you don't really know how that ballpark's going to play, but... But hitters and players in general tend to be better in their home ballparks wherever they play just because, and it's not always, it's not 100% true, but most of the time it's true. You're just kind of better at home for a bunch of different reasons. You're just maybe more comfortable at home. You know, you're not, you're not living out of a suitcase. They're just, you, you have the home comfort. So I would imagine he's still going to be pretty good in St. Louis. I, I don't think you're going to see like this, this guy who's a, 900 OPS per year guy go to St. Louis and suddenly he's struggling to get to 750. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think maybe, you know, maybe you see a little bit less from him, but I would imagine he's still going to be pretty good. So with the, the signing of Arenado, Chris, does that make the Cardinals the favorite in the division? And where do you think the Cubs fit in, in the NL central right now? Well, I still think they're the they're the two teams, and I I think that the Cardinals probably believe they have better starting pitching, and I know we talked about it, but I also kind of laid out a lot of their, you know, if you're really looking at their rotation, there are a lot of question marks in that. If everything goes well for them, that could be a really good starting staff, but it wouldn't be crazy for them to struggle. It wouldn't be crazy, but. And, and I know the, the, the Cubs are going through the exact same thing. Like right now, they don't have anybody to throw the ball except for, for Hendricks. Um, but do, do we know if, if uh, they looked at Samarja yet? Did that happen or is that tomorrow? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, I'm not sure if that happened yet or not. I know that they looked at Arietta. I, I'm going to say, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, like okay. there's a lot of teams looking at him. So I, I don't know that that's going to happen. But yeah, I think they yeah. took a look at him. Yeah. I mean, I think that the two teams have comparable offenses. And, you know, we, we 
already talked about the crown jewels in each of those offenses, um, but we didn't even talk about Javier Baez, you know, with the Cubs, who's still really good. And I don't think the Cardinals have anybody to match that unless Dylan Carlson ends up having a breakout year. And he's the guy that I like a lot. I, I he's, a, he's a good dude. Uh, we interviewed him once in spring training last year, and he really seemed to have his head on right. And, um, you know, he... He, he came up and did – he struggled for a little bit. They sent him back down. They brought him back, and I think he did better the second time around. But that's the guy they think can be – they could really bust out for them. So if that happens – What's his story? Where did he come from, man? Was he a draft pick? I, I don't know much about Dylan Carlson. Yeah, they, they drafted him. He is 22 right now. I think he just turned 22 a few months ago. He was a first-rounder for them. Okay, um, gotcha. Back in, in 2016. So he's – He's probably going to be pretty good, but again, he's still still young. Don't really know. Like I said, 22. You, I mean, that could go either way. If he ends up breaking out, now you're talking about a pretty decent lineup with Arenado and Goldschmidt. At least the heart of the order is. As far as all the other guys, Tommy Edmond, they really like him. I don't know. I think he's fine. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a world beater or anything. I, he's fine. They're probably going to insist on batting him leadoff, which. Okay, I don't think he should hit leadoff, but you know, you know how teams tend to put the fast guy up top. Well, I think that's what they're going to do with him, um, even though I don't think he really belongs there. And then Fowler and Carpenter, those guys haven't been terribly productive. Harrison Bader's not really all that productive. Molina is Molina, so you kind of know what you're going to get from him. And I don't even know if, honestly, it may not even be Edmund. I guess it's possible they bring back Colton Long. But I, I think as of right now, the lineups are comparable. You might give a slight edge to St. Louis, especially if Dylan Carlson breaks out. Chris, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you responding to the text. We were going to cold call you. You would have been on the air either way at this point. So we, I don't mind. <laughs> I think that's, that's, a, that's illegal. Been... It's illegal, but I don't care. No. Well, Trash Panda doesn't does it it's not illegal that's that's the that little known little known codicil that we that we've managed to slip it's not illegal if i tell you you're going to be on air before i put you on air oh yeah okay that's right that's not really that's a cold caveat. call then that's not that's not a cold call a cold call is illegal you can't just call somebody well yeah if i if i if i would have straight up called him on air like with right. the phone that's on yes call. yes you can't do yeah. that it's like I was cold saying cop. cold call. I was saying cold call as in like I'm going to call him and then see if he answers and then tell you guys. I wasn't going to call him on air because again, that's illegal. Oh, you can call him and say, "Is your refrigerator running?" and then say, "You better go, you better catch, go it. catch it." Yeah, <laughs> yes, there great. you go. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Way to, way to go, Steve. Hey, thank you guys. I love you. I miss you. Oh, I'll this, see you soon. This show is ass. Thank you for being part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Suckage has just earned its reputation. Thanks, Chris. I love you. Bye, Ron. <laughs> Chris Ranji, running between St. Louis and Chicago and trying to hide from authorities in several states. So that was that. And um, by the way, Mark, before you even ask the question, you asked a question on Twitter. We got a bunch of answers. And then somebody responded before you even asked the question you'd asked a couple the last couple weeks. I want to let you know where they were listening from. Oh, good. They're, they're so well-trained. So we will go to the Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back with that. 
Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. Saturday's suckage. This news, the Blackhawks have canceled today's practice out of a, an abundance of caution due to potential exposure of COVID-19. The Blackhawks organization has and will continue to follow all recommended guidelines to protect the health and safety of players and staff as set by the NHL, as well as local and state agencies. The Blackhawks will not comment further at this time and information on Sunday's schedule will be announced at a later time. They are scheduled to play the Columbus Blue Jackets again on Sunday. They are scheduled to score their customary one goal and suck at home. So if you have tickets to Sunday nights, oh, no, that's probably not it. Okay. Anyways, that's the news. And breaking news on the scores brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. So the Hawks... Patrick Kane played a lot last night, and the Hawks lost again. And it's just a remarkable thing. He's played almost 55 minutes the last two games, and Patrick Kane has not scored a goal. Well, there was a game a few days ago where he didn't even get a shot off in one of the Nashville yes. games. Right. So that was – and the, yeah. the oddest part about that is – I don't remember who I heard talking about it, but it was like one of those – Patrick Kane did not – have a shot on goal and they were like and this hasn't happened since and i figured for sure it was going to be like 2010 or so he was like this hasn't happened since 2020 so it or 2019 so it actually happened like recently like i didn't think that that happened where patrick kane didn't get shots off so and we live in a world where that happens and pew Suter gets hat tricks so that is the blackhawks world in which we live did you just make that name up I think that there's no way. That's no, he's the pope. Name. They have a pope. The Blackhawks have a pope. pope we Pius. need um, we need studs yes, reading yes, more Blackhawks names like yes, please, Colin Delia yes, and <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You know what's we'll funny? Okay, so so quick story about that. It's, I don't know if you please. heard that, Rosie. I totally botched two Hawks players' names in the pick six earlier this week. Three, when I was, three, three, three. I botched three. Of them? <laughs> I, know you had a I thought it was two. four. four. Four, if you Four. count the Brinkett, because you called him the Brinkat. He's not the Brinkat. He's the Brinkett. I don't remember saying that one. Well, whatever. Get, let's get the tape. Botched a lot. I think they're botched a lot. So what? What was? What was funny is before that segment, I asked Ray about one of the guys' names, and for some reason was confident on the rest. Like I didn't. I, I neglected to think about like the other names that I was gonna have to deal with. Like they looked okay to me. I was like, all right, I got this. And so never, I asked about the, I asked about Subban's name. Stupid, yeah. I asked about one name, and, and that, so that was my mistake. Less, you know, normally I'm better about that, but I was like, yeah, yeah. We've I got all been this. there. We've all been there. And the best part about it is, and you did, you use a technique that I've used in the past when I know I'm overmatched with a name that I haven't proofread. You you did like the deep breath. You did the <gasps> Colindelia. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I've been there. I've been there, bro. I mean, it sucks. You don't want to be there a lot, but um, it does, it does happen, and it is understandable. Welcome to this I mean, show. Welcome to this right, show, Trash Panda. Like, like you're just looking for like a good old fashioned Connor Murphy in those <laughs> lists of Blackhawks. <laughs> or Patrick names. Kane. Yeah, or Patrick yeah. Kane. Or like, you give know, me. You don't need. At least give me like a, a solid Polish name. I can nail those. You, you put a Polish name in front of me, I'll nail it. Probably. Right. I'm trying to think of the. 
Yeah, you did, uh, Pius Suter was not involved in those names. There's one other that you you started Lankinen. to pronounce it. You, well, yeah, yeah, you said lock, you said lock it in. Which you like that Kevin. looked that looked right to me. Yeah, I know. I understand. I really do. Um, the Colin Delia, then the the Brink, I'll give you to Brinket, I guess. Like a lot of people no, say to Brinket. You yeah, didn't. you're right. I didn't. I'm not going to do it. Didn't emphasize the accent enough. Yeah. I got to be hard on my guy from ISU. Um, and then there was, God, what was the other one? Because you started to pronounce it correctly, and then you doubted yourself, and you went the other way. Oh, man, I don't even know. And I, I can't remember. Let and and Lord knows you've, you've, I might you've still destroyed have... the tape. Yeah, I think I you should find it. Just read yeah, the please. entire roster, and we'll eventually hit on it. <laughs> we'll, get, sure. we'll get to the right one eventually. Um, <laughs> God, I don't remember who it was. But, what? yeah, it'll... It'll come up. What date? That was the 27th, right? So that was earlier this week. It's all just a blur. You and I were both doing the mornings this week. God, who was it? What Saving is the station. Um, I've got the... You'll want to hear I, this, Steve, if you haven't yeah, yet. This is, it's, this is worth the I bad could, radio I could, that's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, keep talking. I'll find this. Okay. All right. I'll list. Uh, here are some names, Mark, that came out of the as we were discussing the over the hill gang, the Blackhawks, not in the Blackhawks, but the Chicago teams always get the people who are washed up, big names who are washed up, and so texters suggested Alan Page, Bobby yes. Orr, Goose Gossage, Bobby Mercer. That that's that's just forever less, isn't it? Totally. Totally. Right yeah. fielder. Yep. Cubs. Former Yankee. Right. Um, Greg Maddox, when he wasn't really Greg Maddox anymore. Great one. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. He was crushed when he came to the Cubs. And yeah. then there was, and then all of a sudden this pops up from the 512. Originally 815, now 512. Before Grody asks, <laughs> I'm listening on the app and doing yard work, not complaining about the work as it is outside. And not sure what sucks more, your show or your weather up there. Wait, where is he doing this yard work? In 512. Okay, so it's obviously not in snow-covered Illinois. No, but it could be something's going to get rocked. And then somebody suggested the all-time washed-up White Sox team. And this is really good thinking. First base, Will Cordero. Second base, Robbie Alomar. Shortstop, Jimmy Rollins. Third base, Chris Sabo. And listen to this outfield. Manny Ramirez, Kenny Lofton, and Ken Griffey Jr. God, that's so good. Right. They that's also great. had Jose Canseco and John Cruck. John Cruck with maybe the greatest exit in baseball history, by the way. Do you remember that? The greatest exit? Yep. Mm, yep, yep. I don't yep, remember yep. his exit. No. I... He got a hit. He's at first base. He called for a... A pinch runner, he went into the clubhouse, changed and left, and left a box of Marlboro up in his locker and cleaned out everything else. And that was it. Oh, that's See so you later, good. everybody. I <laughs> love great. John Cruck. I all love right. John Cruck. Where they, when baseball teams used to fly commercial, all all sports teams flew commercial, and so he's with. I want to say the Phillies. I don't know if it was the Phillies or the Padres, and a woman walks up. Him and says, "Excuse me, are are you guys athletes?" And he says, "No, ma'am, we're baseball players." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And Ozzy Gian credits him for teaching him how to swear in English. 
when he came, they were they grew up in the Padres organization, and Ozzy says that John Cruck took took special interest in helping Ozzy learn English, and what John Cruck taught him was how to curse. He taught him all the swear words, gave him sentences to use, and that may explain why Ozzy needs a dump button. Studs, you got it? I found it. All right, or Steve, so, you're going to want to hear this. Go ahead. So Steph. I got I got Subban. Is it Subban, right? Yeah, yeah you got that right. I, I know right. I know the name. That's, I know the other name now. Yeah, but oh, it, yeah, it was Boquist. Yeah. Right, because you said you said Boquist. Boquist, yeah, Boquist. But so you started to say one. it right. That's Are the you going to play one. it? Are you going to play it for us or no? Oh, no, I didn't find the audio. I was looking for oh. the, the actual, the actual yeah. the pick six so I could look up look at the name the other name that I messed up. Yeah, it was yeah right because you started. So it was you only like, three names. It was three names I got wrong. No, no. Oh no, no it was four. four. It was four. Yeah, yeah that's four. Right. Lonkinen, Delia, I was Bachquist, and Debrinkat. It was one. I was one for five. It was one for five. <laughs> well, you the could best, start for the, best you could start for was... the Cubs. You could sign. You could sign with the Cubs if you go one for five. You could play left field on a platoon basis. They're all about going one for five there. Hey, if I had a career one for five average in the majors, I think I would call that successful. Five one two is Austin, by the way. And okay, that makes sense. I want, the I want to be there. Uh, Eight one five was way ahead of you guys, and I just didn't get to it on the message message board text line. Bachquist had it right. You said Bachquist. Yeah. 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 And does it make you feel worse that the texters know this studs that people were very much no? That's good. They've to... got their own. I made impressions and bingo cards at home. You did make an impression. The best part was Haw. Laughing, oh like, yeah, trying to out. like like called restore order and it's just, no, I'm it's like, good. Hawk had a great line. His line was, "Sorry, these aren't all Bears questions." That's in. Hey, well, hey, exactly. <laughs> and what was what was what was even funnier is I actually did watch like some of the Hawks game the night before, but I just I guess I didn't, <laughs> didn't sink in. Didn't sink in any of the names. <laughs> it didn't take. <laughs> uh, bro, hey, good for you to allow us to talk about it. I know it sucks because, hey, we've all been there. I've had my crap come back out at me before, and this was your moment, Stud. So God Oh, I've had worse than this. This is nothing. That's true. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, anything Alice needs to know? Uh, Oh, no, she knows. All right. Do you not know? Sweet Alice. Um, I I don't know. I'm all for your worst moments if you want to present Well, the whole Ashton Kutcher debacle. Do you not know about that? We, you know what? We'll get to that in, in, in another segment or Wagner because we have to break. You know, I hate when producers just run us right over and run right. Oh, yeah. This is totally on me. And, and yeah. find the pick six <laughs> thing. All right. Let's play it, Adam, unless it really hurts your feelings. Let's find that, too, at some point in time. No. OK. I'm just trying to get Bears. you guys to break. Oh, yeah. sorry. Bears. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back. We will talk with a man who wrote a wonderful book about the 70s in baseball. He's got an up, a book coming out about the first DH. The age is still not universal in baseball. It's like idiot town. And he, um, he had a wonderful story about Henry Aaron and um, meeting the Jewish Elvis. So we'll get all that from Dan Epstein, former Chicagoan who is now living elsewhere and avoiding our snow. Our snowmageddon again. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.